Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Tom Power, Power System Designs podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Christian Bikas. He's the president and CEO of uh, Gridtential. They uh, manufacture uh, and develop solutions for the grid um, in the area right now of uh, renewable uh, grid stabilization technologies, energy storage. But I'll let uh, Christian tell us about that. Hey, Christian, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, um, as I love to tell my audience, the smart grid is a, is a huge thing with a lot of moving parts, and it behooves us to bring people in with as many different uh, technologies and uh, viewpoints on the space. For example, uh, we've had in the past you know, people from like American Vanadium and some of the other companies that are bringing extremely exotic technologies into the marketplace, but I understand you have an incredibly novel approach. That's right. We are looking at improving uh, an existing technology, lead-acid energy storage, using modern semiconductor tools and techniques to improve performance and lower cost. So, um, Christian, is this something like, say, for example, in the packaging industry right now, in the semiconductor space, uh, wide-band gap semiconductors are challenging packaging, and then silicon companies are benefiting from those advances in packaging, is it the same thing as that these lithium-ion batteries and other exotic materials need this advanced um, control and then lead acids now benefiting from that technology? I, I think that's right. So we are leveraging literally billions of dollars invested in bringing the cost of solar wafers and solar modules uh, down substantially. And so we can use some of the same equipment and same techniques to produce battery plates in a way that is both economic and very high performance. We can then leverage the existing value chain and supply chain in the lead acid industry to make it very easy to adopt and deploy this technology to the distributed grid applications. Ah, so I stand corrected, Christian. You're actually talking about a step even farther up the food chain, improving the way we literally manufacture and create these devices. That's exactly right. We are introducing a new architecture that uses literally silicon wafers as battery plates in a bipolar architecture to create a very high-efficiency, modern manufactured lead-acid battery. Wow. Now, Christian, what kind of uh, energy densities are we talking about with this kind of technology? And, uh, well, actually, I'll save the follow-ups because I don't want to pellet you with questions because I have a lot of them about this. So go ahead. Well, we're expecting to double the energy density of the lead-acid battery while retaining the same cost and improving the performance and efficiency. Really? That's very interesting, Christian. Now, um, I, some of my background is in high-end audio, and some of that drifted into the, audio, into the automobile space where people put a lot of trouble and effort into making uh, robust, high-energy batteries for, the, uh, for automotive applications, and they didn't get beyond just more exotic topologies or interesting ways of winding the plates and the electrolyte together and such. But you're talking about literally changing the way they're manufactured, how they're configured. What about something like uh, robustness. How rugged is your technology compared to, you know, the old school stuff? Well, we're actually expecting it to be uh, incredibly rugged. 
part of our team is made up of mechanical engineering because in building a bipolar battery, some of the challenges that have been faced in the past are thermal management and shock and venting. And so uh, we have, uh, even at our early stage, been testing our, our battery and drop tests physically as well as doing a lot of modeling to make sure that the silicon wafer uh, is well protected and very robust in the environments where the lead acid batteries will be used. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and, now, and obviously, since we're talking about the grid, we're not talking about having to deal with being in a moving vehicle, aside from if it's an above-ground facility being struck by a moving vehicle. But, I mean, we don't have to worry about a day-to-day vibrational hazard, I, I'm, you know, obviously. Generally not, although uh, one of our tests will involve shipping batteries uh, from multiple places within the United States to others. It turns out that the process of shipping batteries can be uh, very aggressive uh, on, on those packages. And so we, we think that uh, that will be a very good test for when a battery goes from the factory to its stationary location. And, and I'll note that it's important even for stationary applications that your batteries have higher energy density. And the reason is when you ship these batteries, it can be very costly uh, as they get heavy. And if you want to prepackage your energy storage into, say, a, a sea container uh, and ship it across uh, bridges and highways, having a lighter solution makes a very big difference in being able to use the existing infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes all the sense in the world, Christian. And I'm uh, assuming, correct me please if I'm wrong, that the um, energy density gains are, are directly re- uh, related to the weight gains, and uh, so we're, we're saving space as well as weight to get that density. That's right. We are primarily saving in weight. We are replacing a significant amount of the lead in the lead acid system with silicon, and then we are removing the need for non-reactive lead by using the bipolar architecture. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is substantially uh, a weight reduction while not losing the, uh, the reactive and, and capacity portion of that lead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, once you say that, what are we talking about then in cycle lifetimes and other performance aspects beyond energy density compared to a standard lead acid type solid plate battery? Well, that's a really good question because we believe that cycle life ultimately will be a huge driver for applications such as integration with renewable energy. The solar industry likes to talk about something called the levelized cost of energy. And that is really the price per kilowatt hour delivered by the battery bank over the life of that battery bank. And so the number of cycles or the lifetime is a very key component in levelized cost. And we're, we're a young company. We are uh, doing uh, tests both internally and with partners uh, on the cycle life. We are seeing very robust cycle life at this time. Uh, and we have seen evidence that the bipolar architecture has significantly higher cycle life. Uh, not in order of magnitude, but uh, significantly higher. And I'm cautious about putting a number on that until we have hard data 
Uh, I think a lot of battery companies in the in the past have uh, maybe overhyped that a little bit. But what I will say is we are expecting on the order of 2 to 3x cycle life uh, from these first products that uh, we are targeting today. Wow. Well, that's excellent, Christian, because obviously uh, energy storage, um, dense energy storage, cost-effective dense energy storage, paramount now as we move into a truly intelligent grid because I, I think we have to stop saying smart grid because that really does imply what it says. It's, the grid's smart. It's not really intelligent. It's not doing anything necessarily long-term beneficially. It may be doing a lot of short-term gains, but we need to have an overall uh, system, and part of that system must include grid stability for both time-sharing energy as well as stabilizing renewable energy sources that are connected to the grid. And stabilization is one very important aspect. But as the grid becomes more intelligent, the applications can also uh, gain data about what is the value of energy at any given moment. And that allows users of energy to determine should they draw from the grid or should they draw from their battery bank. What's the most cost-effective solution? Mm-hmm. And actually, Christian, that's come up in the past in conversations that I've had and such, and I've uh, coined the term negotiated power, where to the extreme it would be you'd literally type into your washing machine the spot price of energy you're willing to pay, and then the washing machine waits until the energy price reaches that point to turn itself on. That's right. Uh, and I think for the average consumer, another way to look at that is uh, I need my shirt dried now or wait until it's a better price. Or have batteries, as you point out. That's right. So I think you'll also see a lot of that as well, especially as you get more urban solar. People are going to start thinking of a battery bank as an accessory to their household like a freezer would be. You know, a second freezer in the basement. Oh, let's have some energy storage next to that generator that's down there. Absolutely right. I I think there will be a strong interest in being at least partially independent of the grid. Uh, In areas where there are uh, bad weather situations, uh, having the uh, ability to have your own power uh, while the grid is down is very important. Uh, that's, That's also true here in California when there's an earthquake. Uh, it's important to uh, many consumers to have access to their own energy. If we, if we look at uh, a commercial situation, I think it's more important from a financial perspective to manage, for example, your demand charges and make sure that you don't have a surprise at the end of a given month because some uh, usage uh, for 15 minutes in the month uh, has driven your, your bill up unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the whole thing writ large for the grid. I think you know, that's the, right. The, it, it, it's about enabling more intelligent and more efficient use of energy at the endpoints of the grid. Exactly. Now, uh, is there anything else about what your company's currently doing with your, the core technology here that you're talking about that you'd like to leave us uh, with before we move? I, we have to unfortunately get to the close of the show because I'd love to keep talking about this, and the only solution is to drag you back on the show. 
Well, what I'm very excited about today is that our batteries are now ready for the alpha testing program. So we will be releasing them in May for testing by external partners. Uh, our first partner is a, a large lawn and garden equipment company based in Ohio, MTD Products. Uh, and we also have a partner that we are announcing who is assisting us in the development and the manufacturing. So we have both the battery demand and the battery manufacturing piece in place to develop this technology at an accelerated rate. Excellent. Excellent. Well, then we'll definitely have to bring you back after uh, the launch so that we can uh, get a after-action report from you for the audience. Well, I'd be happy to. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, please, don't even think about it. It's my pleasure. But before I let you go, uh, I always give my guests an opportunity to get the last word. What idea, thought, tip, comment about the industry, but what would you like to leave the audience with before we close out the episode? Well, I'd like to say that uh, if you look at the cost and performance of solar over the last uh, 10 to 15 years, uh, I think that is a good model for what will happen to the cost of energy storage over time. And we've selected a technology to, to directly leverage that manufacturing infrastructure, and we're looking forward to being a major participant in the distributed storage market moving forward. Excellent. Well, hey, Christian, I think it's a, a space where there's literally room for everyone who has the right solution. So I'm looking forward to seeing you guys in the space. Well, thank you so much. Well, and I'd like to thank you for being on the show. And thank you for having me. <laughs> like I said, I'm going to bring you back. Don't even worry. And I'd like to thank the audience uh, because obviously we wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. So please tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day. <laughs>